We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Tuesday, it's May 24th, it is 2022. We have 12 baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I'm joined by my buddy, for 7 Grant Nefer. What's happening, my friend? Uh, you know, just another day of gambling. Alex Cobb is crushing it, which is good. Um, still just in the first inning, but three strikeouts already. Just, just need eight from him. I need him to get through 15 and a half outs. Ooh, you wild child, you. Yeah. So Throwing down gonna, some prize picks. Well, I, I took the over on Cole strikeouts and the over on Jordan Lyle strikeouts, and I took the under on Barrios. So I'm just hoping to squeeze out a little three three for four. Um, so we'll see. But Thanks. I only did one prize pick today. I focused on, like, my three-inch max teams today, and um, – if you listen to Grinders Live, you know that I was on Jordan Lyles. And um, I mean, <laughs> it was ugly, but it worked out. So now I'm just, I'm over here while we record the podcast, rooting against Marco Gonzalez. So um, I currently have a Royal stack. I had three home runs in the first inning. Uh, full five man Royal stack. Do you know how many home runs I got in that first? Zero. Inning? Zero is correct. Oh, no. <laughs> I missed every single home run. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah that, we'll that's see. rough. <laughs> that's rough. All right. Well, let's get into this slate. We got 12 games. Like I said, it's a it's a pretty big slate. A lot to talk about. Um we get started here with LA at Washington again. This game has an eight and a half total. And the Dodgers are a 250 favorite. We have Bueller going up against Josiah Gray. 
Uh, any interest here in Walker Bueller? I mean, he's fine. Um, he's up there with the best pitching tonight. He's probably third on the list, sitting at 9,200. Um, low implied total against uh, the Nationals here. Obviously, has been a little bit hit or miss so far this season, but had three of the last five outings be pretty solid with one bad one going up against uh, Philly, sitting around 90 pitches. His strikeout rate is kind of just the same thing we always see from him at the beginning of the season. Starts to ramp back up as the season goes along, but he's sitting at 20% now. But over the last five games, it's significantly higher. So I don't mind him going up against his Washington team here. There's a decent amount of strikeouts in it. So he's he's in play. He's probably the best 9K or second best 9K pitcher on the board today, in my opinion. Yeah, I think he's okay. Um I don't know how I rank these guys today. Like, I could see so many pitchers, like, have major upside on the slate. And, you know, we'll talk about it as we're going here. But, I mean, Washington's a middle-of-the-road offense against right-handed pitching. They're, like, middle in WRC+, WOBA, strikeout rate, all that stuff. So, I mean, it's not the worst matchup. It's not the best matchup. Um, It also depends on, like, what type of lineup that we see here. But, I think Bueller is okay. He's not my favorite today. Um, he's not even my favorite in this price range. Like I love Gaussman. We'll talk about him here in a few games. Um, but I, I think he's okay. And then, I mean, the other side of this game, Josiah Gray, I mean, he faces the Dodgers. It, you know, it, it's as simple as that. This guy struggles against lefties. He struggled with fly balls and hard contact against lefties. Like there's just no way that I'm playing this guy uh, against this Dodgers offense. Yeah, especially for 8.5K. I mean, the guy has some talent, but struggles with hard contact, struggles with fly balls, struggles with walks. Those are three things you definitely don't want going up against the Dodgers. So no no interest in him at all. He has massive, um, massive lefty-righty splits. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk Dodgers bats. I mean, I love the lefties in this spot. Freeman, Muncie, Bellinger. If Rios is in there, Rios, Lux. Any of the lefties that crack the lineup here, I think they're they're in play. The full stacks in play. Um, Dodgers set up as as a team that's you know definitely one that I'm looking at here. Yeah, Dodgers might be the top stack on the slate, and Dodgers lefty stack is the top stack on the slate, especially if Rios end up cracking the lineup. I mean, you mentioned it with Josiah Gray, four thirty three WOBA, three seventy eight ISO going up against lefties, sixty percent fly ball rate, doesn't strike him out, gives him a ton of hard contact. He's just like he's a fastball slider guy and that really doesn't bode well going up against lefties. So uh, yeah, he's going to struggle here. He's going to get absolutely crushed. If you want to throw any of the righties in there, I'm not going to argue with it. Like Betts, Turner, um, both fine options, but the lefties are the top bats on the slate. Washington side. I mean, I don't have a ton of interest in Washington. I think if you want to play Juan Soto, you can play him against anybody. Um He's 5K. It's not like he's 6K. I, I think Soto, really the only guy that I have interest in here on the Washington side. Yeah, I have absolutely no interest in anyone else. Bueller is a solid, well above average pitcher who's getting into the groove of things recently. I have, I, I don't even want to play Soto, but I'm never going to argue with a 5K Juan Soto, regardless, especially if he has a platoon split. Yeah, he's like a top three hitter in baseball. Yeah. Baltimore at New York facing the Yankees eight total in this game. Yankees, a 
I mean, anywhere from 235 on DraftKings to 275 on Unibet and Caesars. This is all over the place, but they're they're a massive favorite here. You got to lay a lot of juice if you want to bet the Yankees in this game. Um, Zimmerman going up against um, Jordan Montgomery. Any interest here in uh, Bruce Zimmerman? No, but lefty going up against the Yankees is pretty much a no-go for me almost every single time. It's Zimmerman. He's not a good pitcher. Low average strikeout stuff, low average pitcher. Gives up a lot of hard contact. Um, worse versus righties than versus lefties, and he's going to face a lot of a lot of good righties. Yeah, and, I mean, we have Sample, right? He, he just faced – he's faced New York three times this year. He had one good outing against them the first time and then has struggled both of the next two starts against them. And, I mean, the Yankees really just crushed this guy um, last week. So – no interest for me on Bruce Zimmerman. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is interesting. Baltimore is the second highest strikeout rate in baseball against left-handed pitching this season. They have the second lowest WRC plus, um, the second lowest or third lowest um, ISO against lefties, 273 team Woba against lefties this year. They have really struggled with left-handed pitching. He's 8K. He's kind of in that mid-tier. He really hasn't had a great start this season um and he has faced this team three times i think he's okay i think in large field tournaments just looking at the baltimore lineup i think he's okay it's just he really hasn't shown like that dominant upside yet yeah well i mean he doesn't go late enough in the game they have a super short leash with him they'll give him five innings that's it he's generally pretty efficient but he's only going to get 75 80 pitches maybe and he gives a matchup that's a real problem i mean just face baltimore Ended up with seven points. He hasn't had over 20 all season long. It's not like he's been a bad pitcher. He's been an above average pitcher. It's just he's not going late enough into the game. Um, there's worse things you can do, though. Like, there's a few options this range. But he can he can still get you 20 in this spot. He hasn't done it yet, but he can still do that, even only going 85 pitches. Uh, it's a solid matchup going up against Baltimore. They have a lot of strikeouts in this lineup here. Um the upside is just not going to be massive because he's not going to go that late into the game. All right. Um, Baltimore bats, anything here on the Baltimore side that you like? Not really. I mean, if you want to do a little mini cheap stack with Hayes, Santander and Mancini or Mountcastle, it's fine. They all have decent numbers going up against lefties. Again, Montgomery's a good, good hitter, but still gives up a decent amount of hard contact versus righties. They're just cheap. Um, that that's basically it. Like you're, if you're playing them, you're just playing for a cheap stack, so you can pay it for pitching on the slate. And I, I wouldn't full stack them. Probably not any more than three. I mean, if you want to put in Rashman, that's fine. Hasn't really done much yet, but he's a great prospect. But really, I'm looking at the cheap bats here. Yeah, I mean Hayes, Mancini. Um throwing a third bat as like a maybe like Mount Castle who's really cheap but you got to play him at first base um maybe like a three man cheap stack Baltimore is just cheap um I'm a favorite I think they're okay I'm a favorite but they're okay and then I mean Zimmerman on the other side he's just he struggled with hard contact to righties this year and I mean you look at this lineup Judge Stanton it's not going to be your typical Yankees lineup but I still man with Judge, Stanton, Torres, um, Hicks is a good hit hitter against left-handed pitching. Like, these guys definitely in play here. And I think 
isn't did, wasn't John Donaldson like a one game suspension? Um, yeah, I think he also might be on the COVID. Oh, list. he got put on the COVID list, and yeah, I got the suspension. So I don't know um, if he has to like serve the suspension when he gets back. It'd be interesting how that all works out, but um, yeah, a little bit of a, a COVID like breakout with the Yankees. They're missing a few guys, but um, yeah, I don't mind the Yankees in this spot. They're just kind of expensive. Yeah, they're not a cheap stack, but I mean. The way Judge is hitting right now, just absolutely ridiculous. Another two bombs today. Even at 6.4K, I, I don't care. He's still very much in play, just how hot he's been. Stanton's a little little expensive for my taste. I'd rather old Judge. But if you can afford the stack, by all means, do it. Um, Zimmerman, not that great of a pitcher. Like you said, there's a lot of hard contact to right. He's a decent amount of fly balls, does not strike him out at all. Uh, so yeah, I'm targeting righty bats. So judge Stanton Torres picks. It's pretty much it. All right. We got Philadelphia at Atlanta taking on the Braves eight total in this game. Braves, a one fifty favorite. We got Kyle Gibson going up against Max freed. Any interest here in Kyle Gibson? He's in play, but probably not a guy I'll end up with much exposure to, um, He's been decent this season, saying right around league average in terms of K rate, decent ground ball stuff. Um, not an easy matchup going up against Atlanta, but overall, like you're not in love with a ton of cheap pitching on the slate. So he's in play, but I think there are several better options. They're just a little bit cheaper. Yeah, I think he is in play because I mean the Braves. They've been struggling, right? Like, there's an offense that's struggling right now. We saw Wheeler have a, a really decent outing against them. They're they're just, like, slightly struggling here. So, I mean, you don't really expect it, but, like, the Braves, they have a 25.3% strikeout rate against right-handed pitching this season. It's the second highest behind Arizona. They're bottom 10 in WRC Plus and WOBA. I mean... I think Gibson's in play at 7,500. We do have some pitchers on the slate. Don't get me wrong. We're going to get into some guys today that are just fantastic. Um, stack the Phillies against Davidson yesterday. Fading the Phillies against Max Freed today. And, I mean, Max Freed, 9,100. Showing a little bit more strikeout upside this season than last season. But it's still, it's still kind of tough to pay 9,100 for a guy that would prefer to just kind of get ground balls and not give up hard contact instead of like trying to attack hitters and strike them out. Yeah, no, I mean, again, there's a decent amount of pitchers in the 9K range, and I'm right there with you. Gaussman's my favorite. Freed's, again, in play. He can give you 25 points in the spot, maybe 30 in this spot here. The Phillies, a decent matchup for a lefty. Not great, not terrible. Um striking out at above average rate so far this year versus lefties. But overall, I think you're getting less upside than you get with some of these other guys like Gallon or Gaussman or Bassett or Cease. So I, 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 I'm not going to argue with it, but I prefer the upside of all these other 9K pitchers. I'm not playing Philly Bass against him. Nope. Like, I stacked the Phillies, you know, on Monday slate, but I just – I can't do it on this one. Yeah, I'm staying away. And I really, honestly, I don't even love it. The Atlanta bats, you know, the guys that you'd want to play are extremely expensive. Um, 
this might be like one of the better hitting condition games on the slate, but I just I, it's, I'm struggling to get there on this one. Yeah, I'm staying away um, from from Philly and Atlanta. Just don't love Atlanta in this spot. I mean, they haven't been hitting great. Gibson's above average pitcher. Um, gets good ground ball stuff. I don't know. I mean, I you never going to argue with Acuna with Olson with most of these bats, but just their price tags doesn't really seem worth it. All right, moving along here. We got Detroit at Minnesota. Eight and a half total in this game. The Twins, a 250 favorite. Breesky against Sonny Gray. Um, any interest here in Bo Breesky? Now 5.3 total against me, saying at 7.4K. Guy could end up being a decent pitcher, but he has not been great so far in the major, sitting at a 13% K rate, almost a 10% walk rate, 6.54 XFIP. Like, again, he may end up turning things around, but as of right now, he just has not been good, and he's not been striking guys out, and he's been pretty wild. So I can't really I can't really rationalize playing him in this spot. It's just his walks. His walks are just a huge issue. Um, yeah, I don't really have interest in him. And then Sonny Gray, huge, huge favorite here for Sonny Gray. 6,800. Um, they let him go six innings last time out, 84 pitches. I would be shocked if he throws more than like 90 pitches in a game anytime soon. But at 6,800, I mean, 20 points is definitely acceptable. And I think 20 points against Detroit is very likely. Yeah, I mean, one of the biggest strikeout rate teams in the league. Sonny Gray has been pitching well so far this season. Again, not going terribly late into the game. And he is walking a decent amount of bats. But there's not a ton of high walk rate bats here. Sitting around a 30% K rate at 6.8K. I don't care if I'm only getting 85 pitches, 90 pitches out of him. Does not matter. He's probably he might be the top point per dollar play on this slate. I think he's your he's your definite like chalky SP two for sure. He's just yeah. so cheap. So, um, I don't really have any interest in the Detroit bats. Anything standing out to you here? No, Gray. Like I said, good pitcher. Detroit bad bats. I mean, look at their numbers so far this season versus. Righties, they've no one's been good. No one has been good versus righties. So I, I, I mean, they're just not a great team overall. I'm, I'm out on them. I kind of don't mind a Minnesota stack here, Grant. You know, I kind of pitcher, love the Minnesota. Stack. Yeah, like a pitcher that struggles with walks, um, doesn't really have a big strikeout rate, and kind of reverse splits, which is good for this lineup. I mean, they're just expensive. So I think you're picking like two or three of the expensive guys and then pairing with some of the cheaper guys. But I think Minnesota's in play. Yeah, I mean, Kepler's a great play here, sitting at 3,400. You can go with the bottom of the lineup with whoever's in there, Larnack, Ursula. Doesn't really matter. Whoever's in there, you can throw in some cheap bats. Buxton stands out as a fantastic play. Reverse splits guy going up against one of the best hitters in the league, even though he's 6K. You can fit him in there. Correa, Blanco are fine. Sanchez is fine, but Buxton and then cheap bats are the ones that stand out to me. But I, I love the twin stack here. Like, I absolutely love them. Bo is just going to get beat up in this spot. All right. We got Toronto at St. Louis. 
no total in this game. And we've seen this a lot this year with St. Louis games, just because, I mean, they changed pitchers. And, like, when Jordan Hicks is pitching, there's not usually a total out. Um, so we'll have to see what the total comes out at. But, man, Kevin Galsman in this game, I love him. Um, I-, I love this spot for him. We know – just how good like Kevin Gaussman is against right-handed hitters and 37% Ks against righties this year. This is a guy that can attack this lineup and at 9,500, I have a ton of interest in him in this spot. Yeah. Gaussman has been absolutely fantastic. He can get up to hundred pitches going up against the Cardinals. He's been just fantastic, not just to righties, but to both sides of the plate. He's been so good. He's had 20 plus points in what seven of the last eight starts, something like that. He's been fan- he might be the Cy Young this year. I mean, still a long ways to go, but he's right in contention. I, I am I Gaussman's my favorite in the 9K range today. Um, we'll have to see who's pitching for St. Louis, but I mean, if it's Hicks, no interest whatsoever for me. Doesn't pitch deep into games. Um he's getting up there a little bit in pitch count. Got up to 84 in the last. I mean, granted, he's walking so many guys that his walks and his ground balls, and I just don't think he can dominate a team yet. Yeah, it's a tough matchup going up against the Blue Jays. I don't hate it, though, at 5.8K. Like, if you want to pay up for the Yankees stack or want to pay up for the top of the Minnesota order or any one of the other solid stacks today, like, I could see rolling out a Hicks-Sunny Gray lineup. I mean, Hicks at 84 pitches, even though he – hasn't gotten there too often. He can get to five innings, and he's got the strikeout stuff, even up against a tough Toronto matchup. He just doesn't get a ton of fly balls and doesn't give up a ton of hard contact. I could absolutely see him putting it a 20-point or 18, 15-20-point game, which is more than enough to get it done. So I personally don't hate it, um, but it's strictly a price play. Uh, Toronto Bats... I mean, they're they're actually not like overly expensive. They're like, don't get me wrong, they're expensive, but I want to see what their ownership looks like today because I mean, I don't hate the pricing for these guys. Yeah, I mean, Hicks has been good, but he does get pretty wild. Not giving up a ton of bombs, but probably not going over five innings. It's the price tags like Vlad's at five k, Springer's at five point one k, Bichette's at five point one k, Chapman's at four k. Like, they're not a terribly expensive stack here. And I mean, again, you're just hoping that Hicks gets a little wild, but I don't hate it. I'm not in love with the stack. It's just the prices are just a bit too, bit too cheap here. St. Louis, I mean, I'm not playing the, nope. the Cardinals. Move they're on. expensive. They're facing Gaussman. Yeah. We got Boston at Chicago, taking on the White Sox, battle of the Sox, Pavetta against Seas. This game currently at an eight total. The White Sox are 170 favorites. Any interest here in Nick Pavetta? I don't think so. I mean, 7.8K. I mean, go late into the game, and he's been striking out a decent amount of guys. Had a solid matchup versus Houston last time. But I don't know. I mean, he's pitched well recently. I don't think I want to play him. Um yeah, I'm probably going to avoid him. I'm not going to argue with how well he's pitched recently, but I'm probably out. I mean, just the fly balls, 
the strikeouts are there for Pavetta. I think he's someone that like you're potentially taking like strikeout props on if it's like five and a half, maybe even six and a half um, in this matchup. But I don't know if he's someone you're playing in DFS. I don't think he's the craziest tournament play. Um, he has been pitching fantastic here over the last few weeks. And I mean, they really let him go against Houston last time out. So his ceiling is there. Uh, but do they limit him a little bit in this spot? After throwing so many pitches in the last spot, I think that's always something you got to kind of worry about. Yeah, I always worry about a pitcher going up past 110, especially considering he hadn't gone up over 90. So, like, it's always tough after a complete game where you just – they let him go. Um, they always tend to struggle the next game. But, you know, I'm still probably not playing him. Uh, Dylan sees on the other side of this game. He's a hand one of a handful hand – full handful of guys on this slate that can get double digit strikeouts um i don't think the red sox are scary i mean i'm a red sox fan they're struggling this year i could definitely see using dylan c's here yep he's right up there with everyone else i don't think he's the top option i prefer gaussman i probably prefer burns i think cease is probably third on my list of spend ups um yeah i mean you're not getting a 40-point ceiling from many other guys on this slate. And the low total makes me feel better about it. Boston has not played terribly well. Cease has A-plus strikeouts in each of his last five games. So, yeah, he's definitely in play and one of the better spend-ups on the slate. All right. Um, any interest in the Boston bats here? Not really. They're all They're all priced up outside of Hernandez, and this is a tough matchup. Yeah, and I mean, JD being in a lineup takes out one of the better bats if he's back in it. I just, I still don't think he makes a huge upgrade. Um, the back injuries, like JD's been hitting the ball really well this year. I think he's batting like 350 or something like that. Um, they were talking about it on the broadcast the other night. Uh, as far as the White Sox go, I mean, you could always play power bats against Pavetta because he does tend to give up home runs when he's not pitching well. Yeah, yeah, we know he's a decent fly ball pitcher. May strike out a lot of guys, but when the ball's put in play, it can absolutely leave the ballpark. So Tim Anderson, Moncada, Robert, Abreu, Grandal, even Sheets, Pollock. You can target them as one-offs. You can target them as a little mini stack. You can go a full stack here because Pavetta can get into trouble occasionally. It just worries me how well he's pitched recently, but I'm probably just sticking to one-off power bats here. All right, we got Cleveland at Houston, the Guardians, and the Astros. No total in this game. It does sound like it's going to be Plezak against Valdez. Um, any interest here in Zach Plezak? He's cheap, but he's been awful. Um, finally had an almost decent outing against Cincinnati, but that was against Cincinnati. This is against Houston. I, I'll take my chances on Hicks if I want to go cheap, or really anyone else, but Hicks and Zimmerman. Or sorry, Plezak and Zimmerman. Yeah, I just I don't see myself using Plezak against a team that doesn't typically strike out a lot. Um, big time fade for me. And then, you know, Valdez on the other side of this game, not a huge strikeout guy, big ground ball guy facing a, a Cleveland team that, I mean, they can platoon some guys. They can get pretty right-handed heavy. He's going to generate a lot of ground balls I don't know if he strikes out a ton of people in this game. I mean, I probably put him on the shelf today. 
I mean, he's cheap. Or yeah, probably, not bad for a guy that can play yeah. 25 plus. Yeah. I mean, do you know how many fly balls he's given up this year? Like tens. No, I know. Yeah. No, a huge ground ball guy. Doesn't strike out a ton of guys. Not getting a huge amount of upside, but he can go late into the game. I don't know. He's fine. He's entirely fine. I think I prefer him to the other guys in the 8K range. And I prefer him to the guys in the 7K range, mostly. Um, he's definitely in play. If you can't get up to a guy like Freed or Bueller or get into any of the guys in the 9K range, fully fine with throwing him in the lineup if I'm just picking out my bats, picking out my SP1, and then happen to land in the 8K range. He's the first guy I'm going with. Um, Any interest in the Cleveland bats here? Not really. I mean, Jose Ramirez always in play. He's very good. Fran Mill. With a platoon split at 2,700, I don't hate that. Um, but you're just not getting a ton of fantasy projection out of Valdez. If he's going to give up runs, it's just random Babbitt singles and then a f- couple of walks. So you're not going to get a ton of fantasy points. Probably not worth playing any batters against Cle- uh, against Valdez. Yeah, I mean, Ramirez is a big fly ball guy against a big ground ball pitcher. Maybe something there, but I mean, he's 5,400 facing a massive ground ball guy, so it's still really tough to play him. Owen Miller has been really good this season against lefties. It's just, uh, again, Grant, this dude, like Valdez on the season, 159 hitters he's faced righties. His average hit distance is 64.2. Yep. Um. Houston bats, I could get behind a little Houston stack here. Um, you know, Zach, please, Zach, we look at his strikeout numbers. It's like 13 and a half percent, something along those lines. He it generates no soft contact whatsoever, especially against lefties. I mean, I think Houston's very, very playable here. And, you know, Jordan Alvarez, one of the top hitters in the slate. Yeah, I was just about to say Alvarez up there with Judge, my favorite, one of my inbucks and one of my favorite hitters on the entire slate. Has platoon split. Plezak gives up a whole lot of hard contact. Decent amount of uh, fly balls. Yeah, it's it's just a solid overall spot for all the Houston bats. Plezak has not been good. And I know that he was better in the last game. But, I mean, this is a guy that got some positive regression, but still sitting at a 5.59x, but with a 13% K rate. He's not good to either side of the plate. I'll play Altuve. Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Pena, Tucker. I'll play. I'll play pretty much every single bat in this lineup. You get a lineup spot. No, you get a lineup spot. Texas at LA taking on the Angels. Eight total in this game. Angels a one sixty-five favorite. Dunning against Syndergaard. Any interest here in Dane Dunning? Just something quickly to note. Taylor Ward. Did hurt his shoulder and neck over the weekend. Uh, he hit the outside outfield wall on Sunday. So there's a good chance that he's not back in the lineup here. And he's obviously been one of the better hitters in this lineup. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, any interest here in Dunning? I mean, Dunning's a solid overall pitcher. They've been letting go a little bit later this year. Um, I don't mind it. Like 7.6K. Not a bad price tag for a guy that's going to give you five to seven, eight strikeouts um it is a little bit of a tough lineup but it doesn't really matter dunning is a solid overall pitcher he's a mid-tier guy you can take shots on in tournaments um noah Syndergaard, last time out 
against this Texas team did not finish the first inning. <laughs> um, it was it was rough. It was it was hard to watch. Um, I mean, I I played him against Texas that day because the Texas lineup looked terrible. So I have that's in the back of my head here, but also it, it like in the other side of it is is like. I played him for a reason in that spot. Um, what are your thoughts here on Syndergaard? I like him today. He's probably my favorite 7K pitcher. This was a guy that was a lot more expensive in the last outing. Um, dropped $1,400. He's put up solid outing after solid outing. Outside of that Texas outing, he's been great. Um, I will be betting on some uh, stolen base props in this spot here because he's going to give up a few. Um, but, yeah. This is just a like probably a bit of a mispricing here. There's a 3.6 implied total going up against him for a reason. I don't care what he did in the last matchup. Strikeout stuff hasn't been great this year, but it has been terrible recently. So I'm I'm all in to play Thor at 7,100. I mean, he's not as good of a play as Sonny Gray, but he's close. So you're saying there's a chance that Eli White steals a base here? Um, I believe he stole one the last matchup. I believe that had he that did. at plus four ten. He did. Um, yeah, I mean, you're looking at the Texas bats here. Obviously, Eli White. He's two point eight k. You already, we already kind of talked about it. Like, there's stolen base upside here, and he is, you know, pretty cheap. Um, Outside of him, I mean, I don't mind cheap pieces against Syndergaard, but overall, I don't have a ton of interest in Texas. Yeah, I don't want – Seager's fine. Simeon's fine. Garcia's fine. Calhoun's fine. No one's a good play here. What is Alex Cobb doing to us right now? Yeah, he's uh... – He cannot get out of the third inning. It's driving me crazy. But Julio Rodriguez just hit a home run, and that's cool. Cause... Yeah, he did. Dean called it, apparently. He's like 8% owned. Um any interest in the Angels going up against Dunning here? Route, Rendon, Otani, Walsh are all fine. Um, like it's Dunning's not a bad pitcher. They're just good bats. Um, and well, Cobb just gave up a bomb, son of a biscuit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dang it. I have a lot. I'm I not tilting need... today. I tilted so much on the podcast yesterday that. Whatever happening in baseball happens. I can't tell right now. Well, I just need one more strikeout from Cobb. Um, but he's only at 49 pitches. Hopefully he keeps going. Uh, but yeah, in any case, Dunning's a solid overall pitcher. I don't I don't love this stack. I mean, they have a 4.6 implied total just because they're a good hitting team, but the price tags on Trout, Otani, and Rendon are probably about where they should be. So I'm fine with it. Don't love the stack. Yeah, I mean Trout. Otani, if Ward is out of the lineup, it obviously takes out one of the better bats, but it also gives someone a good lineup spot. Um, I don't mind like a three-man stack with Trout, Otani, and, you know, another piece because Trout and Otani just have so much upside in any matchup. I mean, they're, they're definitely guys I think you could look at in this spot. Kansas City at Arizona, eight and a half total in this game. Diamondbacks, a 180 favorite. Heasley against Zach Gollin. Uh, any interest here in Heasley? I don't think so. Um, he's cheap. Dude's really cheap, but has not been great so far. Um, it is a solid overall matchup. 
but I think if I'm going to go cheap, I'll probably go with Hicks or I'll try and find my way up to Sonny Gray. Yeah, I mean, he, he's cheap for a reason, right? Um, you know, we've only seen him two starts, just no strikeouts, ton of walks. Anytime you have a, a walk rate higher than your strikeout rate, it's a huge issue. Um, so I can't do Jonathan Heasley here. Zach Gollin on the other side of this game, though. Uh, the roof is supposed to be closed for this game. He's 9,300. He's facing Kansas City. They got all their home runs out of the way already. Chad Pinder just hit a home run. I'm super happy now. Um, but, yeah, I like Zach Gollin a lot. I hope he is, like – I really hope he's that pitcher that's just in this range that is overlooked. Yeah, I mean, he's probably due for some negative regression. ERA sitting three below his XFIP. But still, he's been good. He's been very good. Like strikeout rate solid, walk rate solid, ground ball rate solid, not giving up a ton of hard contact. Not a bad matchup going up against Kansas City. Um, again, I prefer Gaussman. I prefer, prefer Cease. Um, might prefer Bueller, but yeah, it's just going to be playing the ownership game. If he's going to come in just forgotten on the slate, then I'll absolutely roll with him just because of how good he's been. But if he's going to be on similar ownership as the rest of the guys, I think I prefer them. All right. Um, that's here. Fade Casey. Yeah. I don't really have anything on the Kansas city side, right? Yep. And then on the Arizona side, I mean, they're a stack you have to look at just because like anytime you have a pitcher that is probably not going to pitch deep into the game, and that walks more hitters than he strikes out, you have to have interest in the sack, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. I mean, you target any of the power bats, Marte, Walker, Smith, Varsho, Rojas, Peralta. I mean, we don't have a huge sample size on him, but he's been reverse splits. I'm not paying too much attention into that. Um, it probably will continue to be reverse splits. He's a big changeup uh, knuckle curve guy, curveball guy. Um, but... I don't care. I'm still going to throw some lefties against him just because he's given up a ton of ton of hard contact both sides of the plate and just doesn't strike anyone out, especially righties. So Walker's probably my favorite, but Varsho, Rojas, Peralta, all of them are very much in play. I like Arizona a lot in this spot. It's just like a full-on stack, um, like even a five-man stack. in this. They're cheap. You you're likely able to get two top end pitchers in this spot, so I'm I'm on it. I, I like I like this spot a lot for Arizona. All right, we got Oakland at Seattle. Seven total in this game. The Mariners a one fifty favorite. Kaplan against Kirby. Any interest here in James Kaplan? I don't want to, but he's super cheap. He's not that great of a pitcher. Has solid overall strikeout stuff. It's not a bad matchup for left, no, for a righty going up against Mariners. He's cheap. Like, that's it. Like, it, I probably would have no interest in him if the total wasn't sitting at seven here. That's, I mean, it's 59 degrees over in Seattle. It's going to be solid pitching weather, but I don't know. It's just, it, it's just the low total here that makes, and Caperlin's. Decent strikeout rate. I mean, 
I don't know. Am I wrong? I Sonny Gray is drastically better play. Syndergaard's drastically better play, but he's another guy that you can look at. I think he's okay. I don't think he's the worst. We we've seen, you know, even last year, like he has strikeout ability. His walks are a little concerning. They have a few lefties. I mean, they're going to be a pretty right-handed heavy lineup. I think he's okay. My thing is the other side of this game, George Kirby is one of the top prospects in baseball and he has an electric fastball and he faces the worst offense in baseball. He's six K. I expect Sonny Gray to be popular. I, I think George Kirby will get some ownership, but he's by far, by far my favorite point per dollar pitcher on this slate. All right. You sold me. I honestly wasn't looking at him. I probably should be since I'm a Mariners fan. This is I mean, just a beautiful he, matchup. He, he, he is a double a straight to the majors pitcher. And that's always somewhat concerning, but the, the I mean, the, everything you read about this guy and look at his three matchups. Tampa, the Mets, Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, now he gets Oakland. He struck he like he had a seven strikeout game against Tampa. He showed that he has the stuff. They showed that they'll let him go 89 pitches. If he's pitching well, he gets through six. He strikes out six or seven guys here. He has above average command. Everything that I've read as far as like a prospect perspective, like big fastball, great command. I like George Kirby a lot in this spot. You got me sold. You got yeah. me sold. I'm right there with you. Yeah, and Hicks again, is now like, done for me. I'm going Kirby. Yeah, I just, I mean, I honestly, Grant, I might build some lineups today with Sonny Gray and Kirby, like I together. Like, like, man, can you imagine what your bats look like when you do that? It, it just, it looks gorgeous on paper. I mean, it it works out very seldom, but I, this guy has big strikeout stuff, so I'm in. Um, I'm in no interest in the Oakland bats. Like I could see myself maybe hedge stacking against him. If I do end up playing him on like two of my three teams, but honestly, I would do it in like the $10 or something and just like throw it in as like a stray team. If I was going to like hedge stack against him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm falling out on <laughs> Who's stacking days. Oakland nowadays. <laughs> People who need to, I mean, you can top stack, I'm super cheap and afford uh, two two good pitchers, but I don't want to do it. Um, Seattle against Kaplan. I mean, both of these teams are super cheap. So if you want to use these guys as like one-off, Winker at 3,200, I know he's not been great this year, and we, we knew that like he was going to take a huge hit going from Cincinnati to Seattle. He's still so cheap, and he's he's such an above-average hitter in general. Um, I, I don't mind Winker here at 3,200. Yeah, I like him quite a bit, and Caprillion's been awful versus lefties since the beginning of last season, giving up a ton of hard contact and a ton of fly balls. So him, and then I don't mind Rodriguez. Um, he's cheap at 3,500, probably a little too cheap. If you want to throw in J.P. Crawford, don't mind that, but – Winker is the guy that really, really stands out here at 3,200. All right. We got Milwaukee going into San Diego, face uh, the Padres, Burns, and Snell. Six and a half total in this game, Grant. And this game opened at like 
125 on DraftKings Brewers, and like it's 135 to 145 most places now. Um, let's talk Corbin Burns first. This isn't like a scary San Diego Padres team. You know, this is a this is a team you can beat, especially the bottom half of this order. Yeah. Um, I think point like not point per dollar, but like just overall raw points. I think Burns is the top points guy today. Yeah, absolutely. Doesn't walk guys, strikes out a ton of guys. Like the top of this lineup doesn't have a ton of strikeouts, but last four or five bats are all sitting above 30% versus righties. Like they have not been good so far this season. Tons of strikeouts here. Low implied team total for San Diego. Yeah, he's the top overall raw points play on the slate. Um, I don't think I want to play Blake Snell. He got up to 84 pitches. He, yeah, first I time mean, out, 84 pitches. They And, like, they, they said that he was going to be on, like, a pitch count, but they didn't really give us a number. And, I mean, I think – Seeing 84 is solid. Um, the walks were huge, though. He always has a ton of walks. I mean, with Snell, you can either get negative five or 35. I mean, he's in play for tournaments, 7,300. I mean, it's a low implied total that makes me kind of want to play him here. It's going to be 63 degrees in San Diego. I mean, yeah, it's just... You never know which Blake Snell you're going to get, whether it has control or doesn't. You don't know. And, I mean, I'll take some shots on him. I don't care, especially. If he's going to come in high on, I'll fade him for Syndergaard and Gray, but if he's lower on than those two guys at close to the same price tag, I'll go heavy on Blake Snell. The more I think about this slate, just in general, the more I don't think, like, anybody is going to be, like, massive chalk because there's just so many different guys you could play on a 12-game slate. Um like even at the top, and I mean, I think Gray will get. I think Gray will be the highest projected owned pitcher on the slate. Yeah. Um, bats in this game on the Milwaukee side. I mean, McCutcheon is 4K, and we know how good he is against left-handed pitching. I have no interest, no issues with him. Renfro 4600. He's always someone that can smash home runs against left-handed pitching. Um, those would be the two guys that I'd be looking at the most here from Milwaukee. Only two I have interest in. Taylor, maybe he's 2.9 K and he hits towards the top of the order against left-handed pitching. He's just one other guy that I think you could potentially look at here. And they, they've been like platooning him a bunch. Um, so I don't mind him. San Diego side. I mean, against Burns 12 game slate, plenty of hitters today. No interest for me. Yep. Full on fade. All right. We finish it out here. Mets giants. Seven total, and the Giants are 135 favorites. Bassett against Logan Webb. Any interest here in Bassett? He's in play. Again, you have plenty of other guys to pick from. For Burns, Cease, Gaussman, probably Bueller. Bassett's been solid. It's a good ballpark for pitchers. They're probably going to platoon out a decent amount of guys, which doesn't really matter too much. Like slightly lower lowers Bassett's um, strikeout rate, but... Yeah, this isn't a terribly high strikeout matchup. It's just a good ballpark. He's fine. Probably won't end up playing him at all, though. The Giants are just such a tough team to beat. And, and like, to have, like, 
big upside games against like the the one time he faced them this year he allowed five earned runs in six innings still had six strikeouts it's just they're they're really a tough team to just beat um you know obviously brandon belt being out of lineup helps if they throw if they go like super right-handed heavy which they probably won't because they platoon so much maybe bassett but i think overall we're gonna see a, a pretty balanced lineup and not something that we're going to love here for Bassett at 9,600 with so many other guys in this price range at ceiling and Logan Webb on the other side, 8,800. The Mets just not a team that strikes out against right-handed pitching. Um, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do this game. I just hope this game ends like three, two. Yeah. Yeah. I'm out and Webb, a guy that a little bit worse versus lefties than versus righties. Hasn't been striking out a ton of guys this year going to face five maybe six lefties um just not getting a ton of upside and ballpark decent pitching i'm just full on out on hitting for this game yeah i have no interest whatsoever in bats in this game i mean peterson's 3600 he would probably be my favorite bat Yaz is 34 i think he's okay but i mean it's not like bassett's a bad pitcher and he has a negative two percent hard to soft contact ratio against lefties and you know logan webb is a good pitcher i just yeah i can't play bats in this game today if lindor was cheaper he's just so expensive for a tough matchup so all right let's play the morning grind game and then we'll get out of here under 8k to get six or more strikeouts who do you like today i'll go snell you can have sunny gray that's um I told you, man. Um, I'm all about George Kirby today. I think this is gonna be his breakout game. We're gonna we're gonna see him have his big game here today. Over 8k to score under 15. Who's your bust today? Um, uh, with all these great options. Just I agree. Yeah, I like that one. Um I think I have to go Logan Webb. Yeah. I think I got to go Logan Webb. Over 4,000 to hit a home run today. Who do you got? Buxton. I like it. I'm going to go Jordan Alvarez. Uh, Under 4K to get two hits. Who do you like? Kepler. Oh, I like that one. I'm going to go David Peralta at 3,800. Stack to score six or more runs today. Twins. I like it. I like the Twinkies today. Um, try not to go chalky. Give me Arizona against Heasley. Uh, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here today? Let's go, Alex Cobb. <laughs> Let's go, Alex Cobb. You got five. I just need. I just need him to finish, get into the sixth inning and get a couple outs. But I mean, that inning, that inning was a lot. So yeah, we'll see what happens. But anyway, that's going to wrap it up here for Tuesday. I'll also be super excited if Wilmer Flores hits a home run. Um, So if that happens when you're listening to this podcast, know that like I'm excited even though it happened. And I'm also very happy that Marco Gonzalez is getting hit because he should never be 40% owned against anybody. Yeah. All right, everyone. Have a great Tuesday. We'll be back Wednesday talking baseball.
Good luck. We'll see you then. Hey, kids.